Today, we're going to explore the current and past success of the vape pen category, along with pricing, segment, and package size. Some of those trends, as long as with the demographic preferences some consumer behavioral changes, diving in all of that coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Jumping into this uh, report from Headset on market share, uh, this graph here, market share of cannabis categories in the U.S. and Canada by uh, shares of category year to date 2021. So vape pens, second largest category in the U.S., third largest in Canada by total sales. Uh, in the U.S., vape pens captured more than double the market share of pre-rolls. That's the next largest category. Uh, Canadian vape pen sales were nearly four times greater than edibles, the fourth largest category. And then um, while the category still trails far behind flower in both the markets, uh, it's currently the most dominant and ubiquitous new school product type. That goes back to individuals wanting something that's conservative, uh, discreet. You can take it, put it in your pocket. You can't do that with pre-rolls. It's going to break, whatever. And then it lasts a lot longer. So, um, you know, I prefer kind of a cylindrical, um, thicker, kind of a blunt style, a hemp blunt, if you will. Um, but I do carry around a vape pen. So at night, if I'm on the couch, convenient to hit the, the vape pen or if I'm traveling. Um, but I prefer flower probably like most people, uh, full spectrum kind of for me that's just uh what i like let's move on to vape pen market share trends uh so we can see that uh, from this chart over time there's some interesting trends in the category popularity you see vape pen market share in the u.s grow steadily from 16 percent in january of 2018 to an all-time high of 24 percent in july 2019 during the summer of 2019 the vape gate caused a sharp decline in vape pens as market share in the category uh, bottomed out to a little over 18 percent for several months and then after a modest recovery some u.s vape pen shares uh, dropped again although not nearly as bad during the first few months of COVID. A lot of people were moving away from combustion of flour and vape altogether. That's when you saw edibles take a huge spike. Um, could probably noted that convenience and portability are the two major selling points of vape pens, not as important to cannabis consumers during the lockdown. Um, uh, combustion was a huge part of that, though, like I mentioned. Um, people just didn't want, myself included, we were stockpiling, but not using it. Um, and then using maybe edibles or tinctures a lot more. We're seeing in 2021, U.S. vape pen market shares have been stable, slightly over 20% with a potential uptick. So up in Canada, after 2.0 rolled out, you could actually have some of these products uh, starting in January 2020, saw vape pens quickly establish some dominant market uh, share in that cannabis 2.0 category. So vape pens, uh, they plateaued at about 15% and then rose again to about 16.5% in February 2021. So when we look at vape pen market share by the markets, you can kind of see some more conservative areas, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Saskatchewan, Alberta, uh, are all fairly conservative. California, not so much, but I look at that as convenience. There's a lot of people who consume and they don't want to go back to work or be on the bus or whatever else and uh, and smell. So I would assume the same thing for Colorado and Washington, um, you know, where we still like our pre-rolls, but we also like our convenience and accessibility. So when you're comparing vape pen markets share across individual states and provinces, 
there are some significant differences. So Pennsylvania stands out as the best market for vape pens with more than a third of all sales to that category, partly caused by the unique regulations in the medical cannabis market that prohibits categories that are popular, such as pre-rolls and edibles. California has the highest vape pen market share, while British Columbia has the lowest on 13.2% so far this year. Looking at vape pen cartridge size in the cartridge segment, one gram products dominate in the U.S. with nearly two-thirds of the total vape pen units sold. Uh, half gram products um, contribute a little bit, um, but most people just want a full gram because they don't want to keep going back. I think you buy a half gram because you maybe want to try out that particular product, that brand or that cultivar, um, but uh, for me, I'm grabbing a full gram each time. It's kind of lame that they don't have a vape pen where you can have um, multiple, you know, multiple grams. Um, they cap you out at seven grams here per day for oil and one gram for flour. So you're kind of limited no matter what. Um, the ratios of the package sizes, uh, popularity are different in Canada. So half gram, making up more than half of the total cartridges sold. Let's check out average item price. In the U.S., vape pens, they've held a quite steady price over the last few years. Average cartridges are around $35, um, $60 top shelf for, um, you know, some kind of exclusive brand or whatever. New markets, new emerging markets, $60 to $80 a gram. Um, but on average, you should be able to get those, I would say, for a good quality $40. You can buy, you know poop soup all day long for $20 a gram, but um, the botanical terpenes that make my throat tickle and some of the nasty stuff that they cut that with, I'm just not interested in it. So if you can find something that's pesticide-free, resin, rosin, something like that, um, at least perceived without a perceived healthier um, alternative that doesn't have a, a solvent, um, that's what I go to, but they're more expensive like they are in Canada. So when you look at the average price up there, prices have dropped 23%. Price was 46, now it's 27. Demographics, who's buying these vape pens? I know in uh, with pre-rolls at least uh, around here, it's white women, 50 and older, soccer moms. Um, maybe they're converting to vape pens, but they were the predominant buyers um, for that convenience. They didn't want um, you know, to put flour in a pipe and look like a crackhead, all those things, uh, the less ritual, the better. Get a lighter, you got a pre-roll, good to go. Uh, but looking at demographics for vape pens, some of the new school cannabis category uh, that Headset is talking about shows that the um, category share for vape pens uh, for the demographics, um, you can see that the younger the customer, the more likely they are to spend money on vape pens, Gen Z, uh, spend about 27 more percent of their wallet, making them the most important customer to any vape brand. And as you move from younger to older, vape pen wallet share steadily decreases with male baby boomers as the only group less uh, with less than 15% of sales to that category. Notably within each group though, female customers have a higher vape pen wallet share than their male counterparts. So women are liking the vape pens, uh, maybe a little bit more for convenience. Brand retention is interesting. A lot of people just want the highest THC at the lowest price. You are kind of seeing some brands play out. Stizzy is one of those with pre-rolls um, doing a, a heavy, heavy campaign down in California and hoping that that kind of um, 
uh, catapults them to the rest of the markets, which tends to hold true. California holds a lot of um, popular trends that hit the Colorado market maybe two quarters later, and then a quarter after that, they kind of hit the Pacific Northwest, you know, being Washington, Oregon, and maybe even a little bit up in Vancouver, although they got their own thing going on up there. All in all, seeing a lot of uh, uh, success out of vape pens, a lot of money being thrown around. Uh, there was some um, California and Oregon brands that sold for $800, $900 million um, from Select in California. So they were buying up people about two years ago when all that was going down. So a lot of success in the US and Canada. Uh, I think we'll see a lot more acquisitions, which is stupid money being thrown around. Um, flower, still the dominant product category, vape pens, um, huge though, jumping uh, pre-rolls it looks like. So in both markets, Canada and US, it's going to be an important category to keep track of. So for that and all your other reports, come back to the Talking Hedge. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is the Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Are you looking for the next great cannabis business to invest in? Then you need to check out the MJ Bulls podcast. Hi, I'm Dan Humston. Join me each week as I speak to both cannabis entrepreneurs who are raising capital and cannabis investors who are investing capital. Our 10-minute episodes are perfect for the busy investor. Start listening to the MJ Bulls podcast today, wherever you listen to podcasts, and who knows, maybe you'll discover the next cannabis unicorn.